I am. So I gave you his singing telegram. Now I want to give you his Christmas card. King Jesus, the born supremacy. Last week we did born identity. Today I want to do born supremacy. And I want to exalt who Jesus is. The revelation, the manifestation of who he is. The enemies tacked me since Wednesday in my throat and fever and everything else because I knew this message was going to tear him up. Because this is a Christmas card from our Jesus. And I want to start off and I want to show you here. In Revelations chapter 1, it says, And standing in the middle of the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man. Whenever you see something like someone like the Son of Man, it's because it's impossible to describe everything that Jesus is. All through the Old Testament, I'm going to share with you over a hundred things what Jesus is. And I know you're wondering right now because you're not used to change. I know you're already thinking. You forgot the Lord's Supper. No, I didn't. We're going to do it in remembrance after the Christmas card. So don't get nervous about you forgot the communion. No, I didn't. Just save it with you. It says someone like in Ezekiel, in Ecclesiastes. Whatever God would manifest, they would say it was something like it was the appearance of. Because you can't describe everything that Jesus is. But what the Father wants you to see today is a revelation. In this season, we're so busy singing. Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? But what the Father is wanting his church to get a revelation of. Church, don't you know? Church, don't you know? That even what Mary conceived and received within her womb. Don't you know what? The King of Kings, the Supreme, the Master. Who's abiding and living in your heart. The Spirit of Resurrection, the Conception of the DNA of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Church, don't you know who Jesus is? Don't you know that I am, that I am, that I am the peace, I am the joy, I am the resurrection. The church has to get a revelation of who I am. We sing, oh Mary, did you know that you're saying, no, do you know who you have inside of you? It says it's standing in the midst, someone like the Son of Man. He was wearing a low, long robe with gold slash across his chest. His head, his head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like polished bronze refined in the furnace. His voice thundered like mighty ocean waves. He hailed Seven stars in his right hand, a sharp two-edged sword came out of his mouth. And his face was like the sun in all its brilliance. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I was dead. But he laid his right hand on me and he said, don't be afraid. I am. Somebody shout out, I am. I am am the first and the last. I I am the living one. I died, but look. I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of the death and grave. I am! I am! John 8, 24, you, you will die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am who I claim to be. How many of you believe he is who he claimed and has always claimed and who the Father has claimed and whatever revelation of God has claimed? How many of you believe he is who he says he is? Can I hear an amen? Amen. 
I am the ever-present one, the one who stands outside of time to whom there's no past or future. I am the one who you need me to be and I will be. Whatever areas in your life I can complete, I am the creator and the source of all your supply. I am thy salvation. All the results of sin and curse, I am the answer. I am born supremacy. I looked up the definition for supremacy. It means the state or condition of being superior in authority, power, or status. Listen to the definition from the dictionary. The supremacy supremacy of the king. How many of you know all power, all might is his. We get so much involved in seeing him as a little baby, but he has been crowned already as king of kings and lord of lords. That word supremacy means predominance, dominion, authority, mastery, control, power, rule, sovereignty, influence, dominance, superiority, advantage, the upper hand, the whip hand, the edge, distinction, and greatness. When I saw that, the edge, if Jesus was a musician, he'd be playing the guitar, the edge, because that means superiority. huh? He is the supreme sovereign Lord. Listen to this, and it says here, and a king against whom there is no rising up. I tell you, the enemy could come in like a flood, but the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard to protect you all the time. Amen. He is a king. He is a king when the centurion who had men under him came and ran into Jesus on behalf of his servant. He says, let me tell you something. There's something here. I have ran in. I have known Pharaoh. I've, and I've known uh, Pilate and I've known Herod and I've known kings and I know generals. But when I ran into this man called Jesus, there was an authority over him that I have never knew before. And he even said, Jesus, wait a minute. I don't even need you to come under my roof because I can sense and recognize and I can value that there's something different about you. You have the real rank. You have something that I have never met before in all of my life. And since I am a man under authority and have an understanding of authority, I got a feeling that if I just trust you, you just say the word and my servant shall be healed. That's the understanding of the supremacy of Jesus Christ. For some of us, what we are facing has become the supremacy. What we have woken up to and gone to bed to has become the authority, the identity, the influence. Whatever we believe, it has become the supremacy. But in this season that we are celebrating the birth and the life of our Savior, allow that He become the I am supremacy in your life to take over. That no matter where you are right now, He is in control. That all authority and dominance is His. In the Word of God we find he is the king of truth, the king of salvation, the king of grace, the king of peace, the king of righteousness, the king of glory, the king eternal, the king of the saints, the king of the ages, the king of kings. And in Revelation 19, 12, it says that upon his head is many crowns. There's a crown upon his head for every need you have and will ever have. He is supremacy in peace. He is supremacy in life. He is, in supre he is supremacy in anything and everything you need. As I was looking these things up, different stuff up, they brought me to Oprah's site. And here's this woman that so many believe in. And she may be a good woman, but her doctrine on Jesus Christ is demonic. I heard her, and you can hear her too, explain away Jesus that there's one God and everybody in the world is getting to God in their own way, and all you have to do is be good. She forgot her roots in church. 
If she don't convert, being good won't get her to heaven. It won't get you to heaven. The word of God says there is only one name given among men wherewith we can be saved, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. It's not being good enough. It's not doing enough works. It's not giving all that you have. There's none of these things. You can be a missionary. You can do anything you want to. But if you do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it is all in vain. There's only one way. I don't care. I don't care if they take the head of Obama and put it on the body and call him the Messiah. If you don't know Jesus, he'll burn in rotten hell. I don't care if they got all these pictures and cartoons where they're making fun of Christ and they got pictures of Jesus arm wrestling Satan. I tell you what, Jesus didn't take time to arm wrestle Satan. He stuck his foot on top of that serpent's head and he defeated him and he declared himself as king of kings. There is no arm wrestling match with Jesus. I don't care. You, you don't need to be wasting your time with South Park or any of this other baloney that'll bring your soul straight to hell because I want you to know Jesus Christ defeated Satan on the cross 2,000 years ago as it was prophesied over 6,000 years ago and he is king, immortal, invincible, the only true God. He is the supremacy. He is the authority. He is the power. He has all dominion over all the power of the enemy. It is written. So don't you allow all this little punky, worldly stuff. Don't you let these famous singers sing Christ away. Don't you waste your time on TV programs and news where they're trying to explain the word away. Don't you worry about these people get up there and they're trying to explain the cross away. Don't you go the way of the Mormons that they believe that, that Christ's blood wasn't the sacrifice that you've got to get into the book of Mormon to get free. Don't you go by the Jehovah's Witnesses. Don't you go by any other religion that lifts up any other name. Don't you think you've got to go through Mary to get to Jesus. Don't you think you got to go through some priest to get to Jesus? Don't you think you got to go through anything? The word of God says, and it states, that it is only through the name and the blood of Jesus Christ wherewith men shall be saved. <laughs> Political correct will bow before Jesus Christ. It's the word. Excuse me for preaching this morning. They don't, thank you. God made us with a choice. God says, you can either accept my son or you can reject my son. But there's examples in the word of God that the angels of heaven and the fallen de demons in hell have no choice. The word of God says they believe. When Jesus got to the banks and they had that demon-possessed man with 5,000 demons, a legion of demons. And they couldn't tie him down, chain him up. He'd break the chains in the shackles. Jesus arrived on the banks. That demon-possessed man with 5,000 demons ran. And it says he bowed before Jesus and he worshiped him. And he said, we know who you are. You are the son of God. They knew who Jesus was. The angels know who Jesus was. And it may be a bunch of people who want to say there's a bunch of different ways. And they're getting into Mahamabamidami. Or they're getting into whatever guru in India. And they're watching the movie Eat, Pray, and Love. And they're thinking there's some other way 
that all I got to do is go to India and Thailand and all I got to do is go here and it's all good people and it's all good ways. It's a bunch of junk that'll bring you straight to hell because even the devils know there's only one name and it's Jesus Christ. He is the supreme king. Job 23.3 Oh, that I knew where I might find him that I might come even to his seat. Here's Job crying out, oh, if I could know where I could find him to come to his seat, but then wait a minute. We are on this side of Calvary. We don't have to find out where his seat is. The word of God says we're already seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. He, he was begging for something he couldn't get. Jesus came to give us what Job was crying out. David was crying out for. Moses was crying out for. They all were crying out and they could just see a sign and a symbol. But we got to see the full manifestation of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Look what it says here in Job 26, 14, the Amplified. Yet yeah, these are but a small part of his doings. Listen, whatever you've experienced before, you need to believe God right now. What I've seen is just a small part of his doings. The outskirts of his ways are the mere fringes of his force. Say with me, fringes. You all know what happened to that woman who had the issue of blood for 18 years, spent everything she had. All she had to do was touch the What? The fringes, the hem of Jesus' garment. And Jesus felt the virtue go out and cause that woman to be totally healed. I tell you, there's so much power. And he goes on to say there, I love this. In his ways are mere fringes of his force, the faintest whisper of his voice. Who dares contemplate, or who can understand the thunders of his full magnificent power? Christ's supremacy. Colossians. 1, 15, 18, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything and was created and is supreme. Can I hear an amen? amen. He is supreme over all who rise from the dead, and he is the first of, in everything. Oh, here we go. He was created and is supreme over all creation. Christ is also the head of the church. Oh, hallelujah. I'm connected to the supreme, who which is his body. How many are the body of Christ? He is the beginning supreme. The supremacy. The total authority of Jesus Christ. And say this with me. He is first in everything. When you wake up in the morning, my God, the supremacy is first in everything. When you go to bed at night, when you walk through the day, when you're on an airplane, when you're traveling through, when you're going through something physical, when you're going through something financial, when you've gotten pink slips, yellow slips, blue slips, or whatever slips, whatever you've been going through, you just got to believe he is first in everything. In other words, I'm going to lift up my hands, though the fig tree should not blossom and there be no fruit on the ground or the vine, yet will I rejoice in the Lord God and my salvation. He is first. I will praise him first. I will exalt him first. The first thing I'm going to do is call in my mind that my God, though he looks bad for me, I know he'll turn out good because my God is God. He is supreme. He is ruler. He is overall. Now Hebrews chapter 1. Here we go back. Verse 1 and 3. Long ago God spoke many times and in many ways. Here we get to the Christmas card. God spoke Many times in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. 
The sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed him, when he has cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. I love this poem by A.W. Tozer. O majesty, unspeakable, my soul desires to behold thee. I cry to thee from the dust. Yet when I inquire after thy name, it is secret. Thou art hidden in the light which no man can approach unto. What thou art cannot be thought or uttered, for thy glory is indescribable. Still, listen now, still, prophet and psalmist and apostle and saint have encouraged me to believe that I may in some measure know thee, in some measure know thee. Therefore I pray, whatever of thyself thou hast pleased to disclose, help me to search out as treasure more precious than rubies of the merchandise of fine gold. For with thee shall I live with the stars of the twilight or no more and the heavens are vanished away and only thou remainest. Amen. Can I hear an amen? It says in Romans 1.1, it says, And long ago, God spoke many times and many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. I want to just share with you real quickly manifestations of who Jesus was, who he is, and who will always going to be. Are you ready to go on this trip? Are you ready to hear what they spoke about Jesus? Are you ready to get new revelation of who Jesus was, who Jesus is, and who Jesus will be? Are you want, do you want to hear this today? Do you want to hear about the manifestations of Jesus even before he had the name Jesus, but yet he still was God? Let me go through it right now. In Genesis, he is a seed of woman. In Exodus, he's a Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's our high priest. In Numbers, he's our pillar of fire by night and cloud by day. In Deuteronomy, he's a prophet like unto Moses. In Joshua, he's a captain of our salvation. In Judges, he's a judge and lawgiver. In Ruth, he's our kinsman and redeemer. In 1st and 2nd Samuel, he's our trusted prophet. In Kings and Chronicles, he's our reigning king. In Ezra, he's our faithful scribe. In Nehemiah, he's a rebuilder of the broken down lives. In Esther, he's our advocate. In Job, he's our everlasting redeemer because Job said, I know my redeemer lives. In Psalms, he's my shepherd. In Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, he's our wisdom. In Song of Solomon's, he's our loving bridegroom. In Isaiah, he's Emmanuel, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father and the prince of peace. In Jeremiah, he's a righteous branch. In Lamentation, he's a weeping prophet. In Ezra, he's a wonderful four-faced man. In Daniel, he's a fourth man in the fiery furnace. In Hosea, he's my faithful husband. In Joel, he's a baptizer in the Holy Ghost. In Amos, he's my burden bearer. In Obadiah, he's mighty to save. In Jonah, He's our foreign missionary. In Micah, he's a messenger with a beautiful feet. In Nahum, he's the avenger of God's elect. In Habakkuk, he's God's evangelist. In Zephaniah, he's our savior. In Haggai, he's a restorer of God's lost heritage. In Malachi, he's the son of righteousness, healing in his wings. In Matthew, he's a messiah. In Mark, he's a wonder worker. In Luke, he's a son of man. In John, he's a son of God. In Acts, he's the Holy Ghost. In Romans, he's my justifier. In Corinthians, he's my sanctifier. In Galatians, 
Galatians, he the redeemer from the curse. In Ephesians, he's Christ with unsearchable riches. In Philippians, he's God that supplies all of my needs. In Colossians, he's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In Thessalonians, he's my soon coming king. In Timothy, he's a mediator between God and man. In Titus, he's my faithful pastor. In Philemon, he's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. In Hebrews, he's the blood of the everlasting covenant. In James, he's a great physician. In Peter, he's Christ the shepherd. In John, he is love. In Jude, he is Christ coming with 10,000 of his saints. And in Revelations, he's king of kings and lord of lords. Come on now. Woo! Blessed be the name of Jesus forevermore. Okay. That's not enough. We'll start over another thing. He was Abel's sacrifice, Noah's rainbow, Abraham's son, Isaac's well, Jacob's scepter, Moses' rod, Joshua's sun and moon that stood still, Elijah's mantle, Elisha's staff, Gideon's horn, Samson's strength, Samuel's horn of oil, David's slingshot, Isaiah, the one who bore our sicknesses and our pain, Hezekiah's sundial, Daniel's vision, Amos's burdens, Malachi's son of righteousness, he was Peter's shadow, Stephen's signs and wonders, Paul's handkerchief, John's pearl white city, a father to the orphan, a husband to the widow, a traveler in the night. He's the bright morning star, the lily of the valley, the rose of Sharon, honey in the rock, the brightness of God's glory. He's express image of Father God. He's a king of glory, the pearl of great price, the rock in the weary land, the cup that runneth over, the rod and the stuff that covereth. He's the government of the line of the tribe of Judah. He's Jesus of Nazareth, the son of the living God, savior of mankind, and he is life everlasting. Can you give Jesus another praise? Now, the next time you start singing Mary, did you know? You start singing, I know who my Redeemer is. I know who Jesus is. Now, let me get through with this and give you seven pillars of who Jesus is. Number one, number one, he is self-existent. John 1, 1, 3, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came in the beginning, being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Jesus has no origin. Origin only applies to things that were created. God has always been. He came from nowhere. I don't care what the Mormons say. God did not have a mom and dad. God is God and he's always been around. He lies beyond us. He exists outside of all categories. He will not submit to the interrogation of our reasonings. He is the I am that I am. You cannot interrogate God. I don't care if they put preachers on Larry King. I don't care if they interrogate preachers and they sound like they can't explain God and they're put on the spot and the world thinks they're winning. God is not moved and he is not intimidated because a preacher cannot take up for God. God is God. He don't need taken up for. He will always be God. And if a man cannot explain and take up for God, God knows how to take up for himself. He is self-existent. Number two, he is self-sufficient. 
Whatever God is and all that God is, he is in himself. He gives to all but receives nothing that he hasn't first given. He has no need. To have a need is to admit that he is incomplete in his divine being. Need is for the created, cannot be spoken by one who is the creator. God is supreme over all. Nothing is beyond him. Nothing is above him. And to doubt him takes away, takes nothing. To doubt him takes nothing away because no one can promote him, because no one can degrade him. God exists for himself and man exists for his glory. Number two, he is eternal. He never, listen, this is going to do you a lot of good here. He never hurries. He has no deadlines. Go ahead and smile. You believe he's eternal, but now you get the revelation. He doesn't have a schedule. He doesn't have a Palm Pilot. He doesn't have an iPod. He has no schedules or deadlines. Time is his servant and schedules are his. Psalm 90 verse 2. From everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. For God, everything that will happen has already happened. He sees the end and the beginning in one view, for he's the Alpha and the Omega. Isaiah 46, 9 and 10, I am God, declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, things that are not, as yet they are. Number four, he is infinite. He is measureless. Cannot speak of size of God. There are no degrees to God. Every thing flows out of him and is of him. Infinite, limitless, in love, eternal life, mercy. Romans 5.20 says, where love abounds, grace does that much more abound. When you come to this word here, infinite, it means sin on the earth is not infinite. Only God is. So if you're wondering how your children that are backslidden are ever going to come to God, their sin, their prodigalness, the homosexuality, the drugs, whatever they may be in, whatever anyone is doing is not infinite. Only the love and the mercy of God is infinite. Sin does have an ending. It can have have an ending. The life can be changed. Only God's love and mercy is infinite. It is the only thing that will never end. So you keep praying. You keep believing. You keep hoping because we have a God who is infinite. Amen. He's greater than all languages. No statement can express him. No song can describe him. No lyrics can, can contain all that he is. No message can reveal him. But yet our heart can touch him. Number five. He's unchangeable. Malachi 3.9, I do not change. He never is someone or he never is someone or something else. Everything else goes from the worst to the better or better to the worst. But he cannot. He does not vary. He cannot change for the better. He's perfect. He's holy. Always has been. Always will be. He does not deteriorate. What he has always been, he will always be. He is in his word. Is, he cannot be manipulated. He cannot be coaxed into anything. He does, he does not want to because why? He is sovereign. Who is mightier than the mightiest? Who is higher than the highest? From whom does God get advice? To whom does he bow? Or There is none. He is the top of the hill. Limitless goals, pursuits. One cannot be greater or mightier, stronger, have more knowledge, faster, better than he. Sovereignty means God is free, free to do as he wills, anywhere he desires, at any time that he gives the order. Glory be to God. And number seven. He is transcendent. 
We cannot really exalt God in our worship, but we do declare his exaltation. We cannot really lift him up. He already is lifted up. We just declare the truth. Transcendent means the Lord is exalted for above all creation, not only in distance, but in quality, in quality. Isaiah 57, 15 says, for thus saith the high and exalted one who lives forever, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place. Psalms 113, four through six, the Lord is high above all nations. His glory is above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God who dwells on high, who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and into the earth. It's our God. So let me just share this little thing with you one more time here. Lord, you are unequaled, unsurpassed, matchless, faultless, flawless. Jesus, you are choice, fine, elite, splendid, marvelous, glorious, fabulous, wondrous, spectacular, majestic, fantastic, and terrific. Your presence is amazing, awe-inspiring, astonishing, outstanding, stirring, stimulating, electrifying. You are so large, grand, great, immense, massive. You're magnificent, brilliant, radiant, res resplendent, transcendent. Your person is superior, superb, excellent, exquisite, exceptional, extraordinary, remarkable, incomparable, impeccable, irreproachable. Uh, you stand alone. That's why so many times people say, why do we have to continue learning new songs? Because all the songs ever written cannot sing all the songs of what he is. There will always have to be new songs, new revelations, new books, two sermons, new poems, new dramas, new dances. There will always have to be new. You cannot stay with the old. Thank God for the old. But God is so new. He is new every morning. He is Christ and he is the king. Can you stand and give Jesus a hand with me this morning? Come on, can you give Jesus a hand with me this morning? He is Jesus the king. He is Jesus the king. Glory to his holy name. Glory to his holy name. King Jesus. King Jesus! Now you can take your seat for just a moment. We'll get ready to have communion. Now I'm going to put something on the screen. And I know you didn't get everything I said. You can get the CD, you can get on the internet. I gave you over a hundred symbol signs and definitions of Jesus in the 66 books of the Bible. And I didn't even give you half of what there is. We get ready to take communion. And what did Jesus say? In remembrance of me. You heard everything that I shared with you today. He is everything you need. He's everything you will ever need. He's the answer to all of your prayers. As we get ready to take communion this morning. As you go ahead and get your wafer your cup ready I pray that this special holy communion will be different in your mind and your heart today that some of these names have glued to your heart and your mind in hope of what you're believing God for as we get ready to take this wafer and we get ready to take this blood I want you to do it in remembrance of all that he was, 
all that he is and all that he'll ever be. This blood speaks that you reign with him. This blood speaks that you're healed. This blood speaks peace, joy, and righteousness. So I want you to meditate and remember what Jesus is for you now and always as they sing this song and then we'll take communion together.
took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body that I give as an offering, as a sacrifice. I give my body to death that you won't have to die. I'll take the curse so that you can receive my blessing. And he said, take this in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the bread. It's the blood that cleanses. Hebrew says the blood of Jesus still speaks. Demons tremble. Hell trembles. Satan shrills. Angels rejoice. Saints sing. As we remember the power of the blood in us and over us. It's because of that blood that Jesus is worthy to open the seal and write our books when we're born again into that book, the Lamb's Book of Life. We praise you for the power that's in your blood. And you told your disciples that night, and you told us through your word to drink all of it. For this is your blood, the New Testament, the New Covenant, that ratifies us, cleanses us, and calls us your own. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake. Would you stand and give the Lord a hand again? Just stand and just give the Lord praise. Just give Him praise. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Over the next few weeks, I'm believing God. I've been believing God all month. Things are changing in your life that you're going to end this year good and you're going to start off next year great. But we got to end this year good. You're not out. Maybe you messed up. But today is a new day and you're here because God ordained for you to come to hear this message. You're going to end this year good. But I want to ask you one question before you're dismissed. We'll be back here tonight at 6 o'clock. But if you're here this morning, and Jesus is not the Lord of your life. He's not your Savior. If you're here today and you're in your sins, you're living life as you desire. If you die right now, you don't know whether you'd go to heaven or hell. Today is the day of salvation for you. Don't you leave here without giving your heart to Jesus Christ. Everything we read today, it was already preordained, preplanned, even before Adam and Eve messed up. God knew they were going to mess up. That's why he provided a way for them out. He has a way provided for you today to get you out, to save you, to restore you, to save you, and to heal you and give you life eternal. If you're here today and you know you need to give your life to Jesus, would you raise your hand right there where you are? Anybody at all here this morning? Raise your hand real high. Anybody at all? Ushers, help me. Let me look. Anyone at all, you know you have to give your life to Christ right now. Today is the awesome day to receive the beginning and the end. The only true God. Anyone at all, raise your hand real high. Wave it at me. Anybody at all, you know maybe you've received him, but you've wandered away. You know you've got to get your life right with him. 
you know you're not right. You're not right. You get it right today. Come back to Jesus. Come back to Christ. You know how much he loved you. He proved it by the price he paid for you. Anyone at all, you got to give your life back over to Christ. Come, raise your hand right now. Anyone at all. Anyone at all. Anyone at all. Well, praise God. It looks like we're all saved. It looks like we're all saved. Glory. 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 But, this tells me something. If we're all saved, where's the lost? You need to bring them. You need to invite them to church. You know we preach the truth. We may be a little crazy, but you know God's in this place. So there's no lost here today. So we got to go out and get them, church. We got to invite them to church. We got to tell them to come and hear the story about Jesus. So invite a friend, invite a loved one. Invite Scrooge. Get him in church. We got a few here already. We love you. We bless you. We're going to be here tonight. May this season of the birth, your birth, be celebrated in a greater dimension than we've ever celebrated it before in our hearts. For unto you is born Christ the King. Let's give the Lord one more hand as Brother Jake just misses us. Jesus, we just honor you in this place. This day is yours. And every day, Lord, this week, Father, we are going to come. Every day, Lord, God, we're just going to take time out, Lord, to spend with you, Father. To remember, to remember you, Lord, what you did for us, for who you are to us. And we will not forget, Lord, we will not so quickly forget, Lord, what you mean to us, what you mean to this world. And Lord, we just pray that you use us this week, Lord, to, Father, just have an opportunity, Father, to share the good news of who you are to our friends, our co-workers, our family members, Lord, that we would begin to spread your love and the good news of the gospel to them. And that we would reach out, Lord God, and be a, a church of love and a church of serving others, Lord. Providing for those in need, Lord, we just ask you to just use us in a mighty way, Father. I just going to bless every family today, every loved one in this place. Lord, we just ask you to be with them as they leave today, Lord, and bring them back tonight. It's safely in the name of Jesus. And everyone just declare his name today and just say amen. We love you, Lord.